Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity with your hosts, Mike Borkfeld and Greg Cerventi. Hey Craig. Hey Mike. It's the end of the year. It's December. <laughs> it's Christmas, which means it's, it's hot for Mike and it's cold for Craig. It is literally negative four. So negative negative four. So if you if you've never listened to this podcast before, um, we started this podcast living in the same country in New Zealand, and then Craig moved to to the London to the other side of the world, and so we because I couldn't take this. Mike's aftershave anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the easiest thing to do is the, uh, move country. <laughs> not just not just move country move as far away as possible until you before start you start coming, coming back. back yeah yeah <laughs> so craig's so, so craig's in london so we record this it's early in early in the morning for one of us and late for the other it's, it's currently it's late for me early for craig and it's hot for me because it's uh, i'm in the southern hemisphere um and it's december so santa santa claus you know, he's outdoors barbecuing, sitting on the beach, mm. wearing mm-hmm. sunglasses on in New Zealand. Um, but he, he's he's cold. He's cold oh up boy, in the north. Is he? <laughs> yeah. And to make it even more picturesque, it is currently foggy in London. So it started when I got up being nice and clear, uh, but very crisp. Uh, and and oh. currently there is quite a fog going on. So you couldn't be more stereotypically London right now. Yeah, and and hey, now that I hadn't thought about this, but conveniently that you're in London and, and it's a foggy day and it's a cold, uh, snowy day because we are talking about um, the 1992 movie, The Muppet Christmas Carol. We um, sure are. Which, which, which is, if you've seen The Muppet Christmas Carol, it is cold. It is a cold movie. They yeah, there's lots of ice. Yeah. A lot. And... London typically I mean I've lived here now for going on four years and I've got to say like uh, global warming has really ruined a lot of people's impressions of London because it is not that cold if, yeah they I mean <laughs> I, I never thought like I would feel always when I watch Muppet movies I'm surprised how much I find myself like feeling what the Muppets are feeling. You wouldn't think you would, but when there's a, there's a, a Muppet that's like a street urchin who comes back at the end, but earlier on in the movie, it's the, the one that's what, what day is it? Why sir? It's Christmas day. That one. Yeah. That Muppet is in earlier on in a shot for almost no reason other than just to evoke the, the grim coldness. He is actually freezing on the side of the street in the snow, trying to sleep wrapped in newspaper. Yep. Just, just it's, a general. This so is Victorian grim. England, and there are a lot of miserable people. Yeah, this is this this is a Muppet movie, but these <laughs> I don't need this level of realism in my freezing. Muppet movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, you're going to give me Treasure Island, and they'll all have scurvy yeah. and teeth falling out. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Teeth's teeth are falling out. <laughs> Someone get him a lime. He needs it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's an alarming, um, uh, alarming commitment commitment to the realize realization of the Dickens um, tone in this movie with Muppets. And there you, is, you, and there's almost feel, a you feel um, bad for these poor Muppets. Out you there really do. Their all. Yeah, and they go out of their way to make. I mean, it's the Muppets, and so Jim Henson uh, and and crew. Well, not Jim Henson, Brian Henson and crew really go out of their way to to give you 
the cutest puppets ever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like it. so. It's a, although it's a children's movie, I didn't watch it with my kids. It's Christmas, and so we're we're bustling around um, getting presents and shit. So um, I took myself off to a room to watch it. Um, so you didn't my, watch my it with the kids. And, wife and kids could could bustle around, but huh. like in hindsight, like it's yeah it's it's quite hard going compared to what they're used to compared to yeah your, okay yeah compared to your modern your modern cinema they don't make they don't make movies quite this grim and it's in the vein of the in, so this movie's came out in 1992 it's what is it like the third muppet movie after the muppet movie and oh no I, I think there's a muppet's few more than that Manhattan. there's um is there more there's the yeah there's the muppet christmas cape there's the the great muppet caper uh, the Muppets take Manhattan. There's there's a bunch. There's at least there's at least three. Um, okay, but this is after, this is the first this. one post Jim Henson. So he died. Yeah, just right. before this. Yeah, right. But after this, they do Muppet Treasure Island and Muppets from Space. Um, yes, they then, do. Yeah, because Disney because Disney then. buys Jim Henson Studios uh, yeah. um, in the ninety early nineties, and um, I think this is the first disney muppet film um ah okay right yeah and it's so so it's directed by directed by brian henson so jim henson's son correct yeah and who and he so he he cut his teeth on some of those uh darker type kids movies from late 80s labyrinth yeah i think i I don't know if he was involved um or how much he was involved in the labyrinth but yeah jim henson definitely had a dark side anyone who's seen the storyteller um or or um the labyrinth knows that there is a there is a dark tone um uh, what's the other one the dark crystal and the labyrinth yeah um he he um jim brian henson did work on um the labyrinth he also worked on uh return to oz so which is i oh, think that's okay. a disney yeah so he's yeah. and then rather rather infamously i suppose in 2018 he also directs the happy time murders which would be if the wire was crossed with a muppet movie um <laughs> uh, which which uh, by all accounts is absolutely terrible but yeah uh, and he was married to Mia Sara, the actress Mia Sara, so, okay. or is or was uh, married to Mia Sara. Okay, so Brian he performed. Henson, he, he performed the voice of Hoggle. That's right. In the in Labyrinth, so like one of the main characters. Yep. Um, okay. All right. I'm, so yes, I'm he's located now. But this is he, his. This is his first. This is his debut this is director. this is his um directorial uh feature debut yeah 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 so it's it's interesting yeah so going from the yeah some of those post muppet kind of um muppet character movies like the labyrinth where it's a bit darker but taking that tone directly to a muppet movie um and where you do have uh, kim with the frog and miss piggy and gonzo um and you, but you also have Muppets shivering, shivering in the cold, wrapping, sure themselves, do. wrapping themselves in newspaper. Um, Just but hey, dying of exposure. 
that's so. the i mean they they obviously they they committed to the bit and um you're boy you're making, did they you're you're remaking a christmas carol it's 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 a grim movie and ebenezer scrooge is a grim guy we did yeah we did scrooged didn't we the 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 we bill did murray, the bill murray interpretation um, the bill murray and uh, richard donner film which, from yeah. the yeah from the late 80s so yeah so interpretation of the same story and that yeah that takes it in some pretty weird directions as well and i think i recall it gets pretty grim in parts or does it just get bizarre uh it gets grim in parts it does get bizarre but um it, i mean ultimately that's the point right it's the ghosts of christmas um, past present and future and um you're meant to see how your actions are having an effect on the the people around you and like you know stop being such an asshole Ebenezer Scrooge so yeah I don't know like it's it's a Christmas fable interestingly uh, my wife and I watched uh the the uh the new um Ryan Reynolds um Christmas Carol interpretation that's on Disney Disney sorry no uh, Apple TV um, which is all singing, all dancing, all star cast, um, uh, and that's that's a Christmas Carol as well, obviously, uh, with mm-hmm. with ghosts of present, future, and past, um, and so yeah, it's 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 a ta- it's not quite a tale as old as time, but boy, have they have they re- have they told this story a bunch of times? So yeah, well, it goes right back to um, it's a wonderful life, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's wonderful. Life's got a time travel element to it as it's well. Got, it's got ghosts. Ghosts. Are, it's got are ghosts. They, are they are they angels? They're angels. Yeah. But if someone shows them his past and his and his present and his future, right? I think so. Yeah. Ch- ch- teaches them the true meaning <clears throat> of Christmas. But yeah, the the real the real uh, the, well, the thing that movie shows me is that the wife is the real hero in that story because she's the one behind everything good in his life. Um, I don't... <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he I guess gets... he's he's not a Scrooge, is he? He's a he's 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 just despondent because he's his bank's foreclosing. I mean, I could I could it's been a hot minute since I've watched It's a Wonderful Life, but I, I think actually I could pull that film that 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 film's got a lot going for it, and most of it's her, so. <laughs> anyway muppets yeah so christmas to, carols yeah, yeah back to the back to the muppets so i mean you, you you can't talk about this movie um you you certainly can't look at an article online about this movie without reading the quote um, from michael kane uh, about his own performance yes um, and about how he committed that he was going to play this movie like he was acting across from other people and not from Muppets. Yeah. Like he was acting in a Royal Shakespeare Company production. Uh, yes. And that quote, I mean, that's that's all you need to know about Michael Caine's performance. He, he does exactly that. He, he, he does that 100%. You would never guess that he was oh. acting opposite Muppets. Um, and it and it fits with the it fits with the movie that Brian Henson's trying to make, where it's 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 the Muppets remaking a Christmas Carol, but it's a he it's, plays it's it taking so a grim, straight. It's taking a grim turn on a Christmas Carol, and yep. true to the you know true to the text, it sure is. And and boy boy is it worth every moment of his screen time. So yeah, yeah, he yeah. is uh, he is it's fantastic. Hard, it's really difficult to imagine imagine this with someone. Um, playing like playing it for laughs or or just or, just or winking at the camera um winking at which the camera, he, yeah. yeah which he never does he he plays it super straight the entire way through it's um 
it's a it's a fantastic performance from Michael Caine. Uh, I, I said slightly off air that um, what a national treasure that man is, um, because it's true he's 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 phenomenal in this, um, and uh, probably one of the best performances of his career. I have to say, like you know, you can take the side of house rules all you like, but um, this is this is legit good. <laughs> he's he's fantastic. He's yeah, given he it everything. He's he's he sees the scenery. He chooses not to chew it. <laughs> Just, yeah. he's having a great time he's living his best life um and he's, he's turned out a, a brava performance yeah, yeah. I, I think he i think he deserves um more credit than he's gotten uh but yeah particularly on this one so yeah it's it's really difficult to see it see it with it with anyone else in that role um uh, but it's it's i mean it's it's michael kane it's 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 pretty serious um michael kane playing serious is quite serious yeah, considering this is the you're only supposed to bloody, uh, blow the door, uh, blow the bloody doors off, uh, Michael Caine. Um, <laughs> I, I I only not that long ago saw uh, the Italian Job uh, for the first time. Um, I, I and I see what people were were excited about, but ultimately that movie is just about how shit Fiat's are and how good Minis are. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> that seemingly is the entire film is just is just these minis shitting all over these italian fiats so who knows <laughs> yeah so the so i mean the structure of the movie obviously it, it follows really close to the close to the story um to the point where a lot of the dialogue is, is lifted directly from the book um, yeah, so they've got the, Gonzo playing narrator, right? So they can keep yeah. they can keep some of that that prose and structure from the the tone of the book itself. So he's just literally at points reading Dickens' prose, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which and it's yeah, and they're all they're all even the yeah even the even the Muppets pull off the pull off the Dickens prose. That's right, because you got um, Kermit. Kermit um, does a lot of it as well in Fozzie Bear in Fozzie Bear esque and the marley and marley uh characters um, yeah yeah um i waldorf I, and statler waldorf, waldorf and statler there's there's the pub quiz pub quiz question <laughs> what's the name of the what's the name of the two guys who heckle from the from waldorf the crowd? and statler yeah. waldorf and statler yeah um yeah they play the they play the uh um scrooge's business partners marley and marley died, yeah it was the brothers marley jacob and robert marley yeah um, um, they have a they have a song they have a song routine where they they're appearing in chains and they're warning him that he is about to get visited from three from three spirits. The lead up to that to their entrance is is genuinely evocative and and brooding. Like there's a mm. good there's a good four minutes or so where he's just he's he's so he sees them in the doorknob and then there's a good four minutes or so where he's just creeping through the house. I think Gonzo might be narrating here or there, but it's quite. Um, he sure is. He's talking about the lamps coming on and how ordinarily is, darkness right. is cheap. Um, and uh, he, but on this evening, he turned on the lamp. So yeah, um, yeah. It's. Um, I mean, oh, gosh, I don't know how much I could how much I can pull this film apart, but um, uh, it's it's actually a really solid rendition. It's it's really well put together. I, I, was, I was thinking this earlier when you're talking about. The, the intro to Michael Caine, like the whole thing with Michael Caine turning up, like 
they're talking about Scrooge. You don't see Michael Caine's face. You see him as an entity from the neck down, this imposing figure walking through the streets of Victorian London. And it's only at the the conclusion of the opening song when they're talking about how mean Ebenezer Scrooge is, and he turns around and you see Michael Caine for the first time. Uh, and, he, and he just says humbug um, and then and goes inside. Um, even the vegetables are talking about how much they dislike these these anthropomorphic Muppet vegetables are talking about how much they dislike Ebenezer Scrooge. Vegetables. Vegetables dislike Scrooge. So Scrooges to vegetables, what vegetables are to children. Um, so, you know, from a kid's point of view, watching this going, oh, wow, even the vegetables don't like him. He must be bad. Um, I, it, there's an attention to detail in, in that that there's passing excellent in this film um yeah tell you what i liked from that first song that they do i think they do something interesting where they they actually they they essentially lay out in the lyrics of the song they lay out the his conflict they say um i I forget the exact line but i I wrote it down They, they refer to whether he is whether he is actually just really lonely and whether he is a victim of fear and pride and then Which they, he is. They, they brush it off. They go nah, and like as a as a jokey way. But they are, they they present just just right up front. This is this is the character. This is what's going on. He's not just he's he's not just a bad. He's not just a horrible old man. Um, he's um, you know something is something has brought him to this point. And it's it's interesting that they. I just thought it was interesting that they did that so early and so. Um, like so plainly yeah that really telegraphs really telegraphs the like the core of the book as well i mean i guess that's why the story has persisted it's not just a it's not just a morality play to you know to be nice to people to have some charity and 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 take some of that christmas spirit uh through every day um it's it's casting a sympathetic victim a villain i should say in that in that shakespearean way where you understand you are ultimately brought to understand their their motivations right yeah i guess that's what makes i guess that's what makes the story stand out and why it's had got lasting appeal because the vic the villain sorry i keep trying to say the victim the villain is understandable and ultimately sympathetic you 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 understand why that villain is the way they are they are a victim in their own right Mm. um of their own greed and um miserliness i suppose but um and but the ultimate turnaround is that anyone can be saved by the magic of Christmas, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yep. and he's he doesn't have a. They don't go so far as to actually put a a specific character in, like his dad or someone or a schoolmaster who has actually made him this way. Do they? He's actually when they no, go, but they to, do when they, they do put Christmas Sam the past, Eagle in. <laughs> Sam the Eagle. My favorite past. joke of the whole thing is Sam the Eagle goes, "It's the American way," and then Gonzo <laughs> comes and whispers in his ear, and then he goes, "It's the British way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, yeah, there's a cool aside after that where he says, "Okay, we got to go get a get a taxi to London." Remember, don't tip the driver. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. It's that's pretty good. <laughs> There's lots of good Muppet asides in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the yeah the the ghost of Christmas past. He goes to his old school, um, and he sees all the kids that that he went to school with. But all the other kids are going home. I guess the the one thing maybe is that the other kids are going home for Christmas, and he's not. 
I don't, is, is it implied that they can't afford it? They're like, or why is? Or he says he says that he thinks that Christmas is a time for solitude, a time for, to get a little bit more work done. This is as a kid. Mm. It doesn't really. I don't know. It suggests that his family isn't going to welcome him home warmly. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know to what degree the the book. Exp- I've never read the book. I don't know what to, to what degree the book explains um, Scrooge's miserliness. As, as far as how it goes back to what his childhood was like um, but you don't get they don't they don't pin it on a you know a, a, a father figure who forced him to work um, you know work chopping wood or something on Christmas day no I, I don't think there's anything in the sh- in the movie that supports why he is beyond that that way it seems to hang all of its um all of its hope on the fact that of the failed romance like yes yeah so he's he's he he loves this woman but he wants to provide some future for them because he can't stop to can't stop working to like just stop and enjoy the flowers um and he instead he instead's trying to build a future all at once and she she tells him that the love is gone and and then that's that she's off yeah yeah, did you see the? Did you see the new? There. Yeah, there's supposed to be a song there. I was gonna, I was just about to ask. Did you see the one with or without the song? I saw it without the song. Yeah, we saw with the song, uh, which is the newly restored, um, extended cut, I guess, of this film with the with the song in place. I don't know, Jeffrey I've... Jeffrey Katzenberg. I think that's his name. I haven't, um, I haven't seen he, the song, he, but he I, insisted I just... that it be cut. Yeah, I did feel like there were plenty of songs in the movie. That's it's there's pretty, ten, it's pretty well ten total on songs. Ten. Yeah, I think the the soundtrack has has more. I think there's a couple of songs that were cut, uh, but there is I, a I, there is a, yeah, a soundtrack. I, I saw on Wikipedia there's a Bunsen and Beaker song that was cut. If there's a song that should be going back in, it should be the Bunsen and Beaker. Bunsen song. and Beaker, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Um. um all of the all of the human cast in this are are, are pretty good. Um, not that there's many humans. Uh, but there's his nephew. There's his nephew. The um, all the various uh, younger versions of himself. But uh, I've got to say, like, uh, uh, if I was ever going to make a movie with a younger version of myself, I'd want a I'd want a chap that looked as good as that playing my younger self. I can yeah. I can say that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you um, really get you really get that Dorian Gray feeling, right? Like yeah, this. and every time um, every time the 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 nephew turns up, um, I keep I I am always surprised that it's not Eddie Redmayne. I don't know why. Yeah, I think this this time and the last time I saw it, I've only seen this film twice this Christmas and last Christmas. Uh, but every time I see that nephew turn up, I'm like, oh, I thought that was Eddie Redmayne, uh, yeah, but it's he's, not. It's got a really yeah. familiar look without. He without does, and I, I've looked him up both times. And he is no one of particular note. Um, just just a, a handsome young man um, in, in a in a in a Disney movie. Um, uh, Fred is it Fred? Steve McIntosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Raymond and Raymond Coulthard. Um, they are. I think they are just working actors. Um, I don't think yeah. they're of, of particular note. Yeah. Or fame, I should say. Yeah, and uh, I mean. Nobody's got that much to do in this movie other than other than Michael Caine. So oh yeah, 
that's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a bit part. He's got a couple of scenes. Yeah, bit part, couple of scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, we should talk about the uh, we should talk about the ghosts. So at one point, the ghosts. So so the two Marleys are played by Muppets. So they're played yes. by Waldorf and Statler. But all the ghosts are new creations. Ghosts are all new creations. Yeah. Um, Ghost of Christmas Past is a gosh, that's a that's a creepy creation. That yeah, really it's filmed underwater, more. right? So it, yeah. it gives that floaty effect because it's literally underwater but um oh, it also right. looks like one of the gelfin from um uh the dark crystal that's what i get out yeah. of it but. yeah it's yeah there's a real it's it's really it looks out of place against the other muppets it looks like it's from a different movie all all of the muppet creations look out in my opinion look out of place because then you get the ghost of christmas present which is santa which is very very santa claus-esque yeah um and uh, that's that's a human in a suit with yeah. an animatronic face. So, um, good fun, I guess. But um, golly, yeah. And then and then the Ghost of Christmas Future is is essentially is the classic death. Yeah, yeah, hooded, hooded. Um, yeah, it's a, it's actually a, a, a really well um, realized. Like it's, it's unsettling. Yeah, it's well realized because it, it's the shape mm. of death but for some re- like there's something unsettling it's it's like if death it's the figure but if if death was kind of cut off at around the, the mid thigh and it, it <laughs> makes it it makes it really unsettling yeah it's it's like it doesn't stand at full height and you, there's just no real reason for it you'd think it would just look silly but it, the it proportion looks... yeah the proportions the proportions look out of place yeah um, yeah but it's 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 not it's unsettling yeah and and all three of them like all th- they, uh, the first two obviously have a bit more to do and um i feel like you spend an inordinate amount of time with with the ghost of christmas present um and then um and then you sort of slam home real fast with the ghost of christmas future or future to come uh, and then and then suddenly you're you're running around with a changed man scrooge uh, i like yeah. the spider the spider um, uh, uh, buying um, <laughs> buying bits and pieces from from people who have stolen stuff from Scrooge after he's yeah, died. The, Although you don't know it's Scrooge at this point, just um, it's just just that they're selling they're selling bits and pieces from someone who's just died. Yeah, and the and the Christmas future and the Christmas future bit. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So there's two there's two songs that happen during the Ghost of Christmas Presents segment. There's his own song. And then there's the song at the uh, at the Cratchit house. Is it Tiny yes. Tim sings the song? Tiny Tim, yeah. yeah. Tiny Tim, <laughs> played by and Robin you, and, Frog. And then there's and there's another sequence. So there's the two songs, and then there's the Fred and Clara uh, sequence where they're playing um, Animal Vegetable Mineral. So the, yeah, uh, quite, sh- quite a quite a bit happens with the Ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah, it feels like the longest chunk of this. And Which is, seems I think to spend it's, a long time with that ghost. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a pacing thing because the first, like when the first Ghost of Christmas Past appears at thirty-two minutes, which is kind of the, you know, that's your first turning point. Now you're into what what this movie is about. It's ghosts and it's looking, it's understanding more about this guy's life. And then uh, I think they've got to they've got to yeah. stretch out that Ghost of Christmas Present part 
because getting to the ghost of Christmas yet to come is kind of where your third act hits. But if that comes to your early, low point, right? Because then you need yeah. to have the turnaround. So yeah, that's it's, yeah. yeah. You're right. He's got to he's got to hit rock bottom with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. But if that comes too early, then you're left floundering a bit with your third act, and that's going to be a bit yeah. too long. So I can see why they I can see why they stretch that out, and there's not too much to go through, not too much more to go through on Christmas past. Yeah, I mean, really, you've just got to show the. I mean, from a from a a book and the, uh, thematic perspective, you've just got to show the. You know, he was a miserly kid. Um, he 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 lost his one true love, and and now he's this he's this ultimate version miserly version of himself. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> which all of that's fun. I, I particularly like the the rats getting uh, the the coal one more scoop of coal and um and all the rats uh, i like it's it's uh, fiesta uh, summer F- island fiesta it's an island in the sun um I, all of that was fun i th- i think i think that's <laughs> my favorite silly silly gag and is, is when, they, the, when they're is asking the... <laughs> when they're asking for coal at the start and he's and he says he says what they prefer all be out of work and then they're all it comes back to them and they've all completely changed their outfits they're all in hawaiian shirts and they're dancing around it's a heat wave we're fine that's, i think that's that's the best just, I, I just, like, a sight, um, just a sight gag i like um obviously miss piggy and, and kermit one of the best relationships on screen ever but the um miss miss piggy uh and as mrs cratchit and all of the daughters and and um i, I love all of that and the uh uh the echoing that the daughters do of miss piggy is, is is fantastic it's you know she's she's giving some monologue about how how kermit's not home yet from work and that 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 um ebenezer is is such a is such a scrooge and um uh the uh the daughters are all humping and humping in in response uh it's the the the, the miss piggy the miss piggy of it all is is fantastic <laughs> Because in the, in the normal Muppet world, you never get to see, you obviously never get to see Kermit and Miss Piggy start a family. But no, it's, yeah, it's funny to see them. Funny to see them as parents. Particularly, yes, particularly you're right, Miss 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 Piggy as a as as a parent who's raising raising um, daughters daughters yeah. who are like her. And yeah. Like, oh my god. Was I like yeah, this? And I mean, as a as a like a like a, a a strong female role model as well. Like Miss Picky is great because she doesn't need to be rescued. She doesn't need ordinarily. She doesn't need someone to to provide for her. Miss Picky is going to Miss Picky, and um, she's but a boss it's bitch. Just, she is she is the original boss bitch, and <laughs> um, and she is not not taking anyone's shit. And the first opportunity she gets to tell Ebenezer what she thinks she takes it i love it it's so yeah good. It's, yeah it's, it's it's right at the end when he's doing his he's doing his he's doing his setup he sets up when he goes brings turkey goes around uh, you were end, not at work this morning yeah he, set, he, he sets it up like he's like he's telling him off and then he and then he the big reveal is that he's he's, he's inviting them to christmas christmas lunch but yeah yeah it's really just there's no real reason for him to do it in that moment but i think it just sets up that gag of miss piggy you got to have a moment of miss piggy sass yeah, you have to have the Miss Piggy like the the payback, and uh, Miss Piggy comes out swinging. <laughs> I love the turnaround <laughs> on that. <laughs> Suddenly she's cooing. <laughs> oh, come inside! I love it. So good. <laughs> I think. I mean, they must have. They, when they were making this movie, they must have asked themselves: Is there enough Muppet 
in this movie because that's I, yeah that that I, I was expecting more of the Muppets and the Muppets are barely in it Kermit's it's definitely like, very Michael Caine like focused scenes. right so uh, I, I don't know I, I struggle with this because it's been a long time since I've seen the original Muppet movie but I have seen the new Muppet movie um, which is fun um, but I was thinking to myself afterwards like this obviously this movie was successful enough that they went back to this sort of well again because uh, the next thing they do is Treasure Island a Muppet yeah. Treasure Island I haven't seen it um, but I, I, I figure they thought they kind of cracked the mold with um, or, or broken the code as it were with this they were like ah so this is how we take the Muppets into the future this is how we yeah. we have a franchise this is how that pays off for itself this is how we do a Muppet movie we could just do classic novels we insert um, a, a name brand human actor like real actor and then Muppets play the rest of the cast um, and this is how we do going forward uh, but it doesn't work for the next one as well as it does for this one I, I have not seen Treasure Island mm. um, but I know that I know that after that they, they seemingly didn't try that again they then did Muppets in Space and then we don't see anything from the Muppets in a big cinema package until uh, until we get Amy Adams um, yeah. doing the Muppet movie. Um, almost a reboot. Almost a reboot. The, um, the, the Simpsons has a bit of a stock in, in just inserting the characters into classic stories. Well, that's all of the Halloween specials, right? Like the, yeah. the first one was they did the Raven. Um, and then from there, they every, every, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just you know, Fozzie's got like one scene. The, the the scenes that are built around the Muppets, and particularly not Kermit, like the other Muppets, are the ones where it really comes alive. The, uh, the, I like the Marley. Uh, I like the Marley. The, the Marley and Marley with Waldorf and Statler. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, whole, uh, the whole Fozzie scene with the band playing. Yeah, the band. Uh, yeah, animal. Animal desperately just trying to to just to ring the triangle <laughs> I mean, I, Gonzo and Gonzo and Rizzo's routine sometimes works it sometimes doesn't could feel like it could have had a bit more polish in parts they get my my favorite line is is quite early on and it's Rizzo where you've already established that Gonzo is Dickens and Rizzo is just Rizzo he's just there to be sidekick to Gonzo and like not long after that Gonzo's trying to look in and narrate on a scene that's going on indoors where where Scrooge has just entered but the window's too dirty and he picks up Rizzo <laughs> Rizzo and, and he cleans, cleans the, the window with Rizzo and Rizzo's line is absolutely perfect he says thank you for making me a part of this <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, 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 I do like the uh, meta nature of some of those early scenes with Rizzo and Gonzo where um, uh, where Rizzo was like how do you know this and, and Gonzo was like I'm the narrator and um, yeah. and then there's there's breaking of the fourth wall that happens around that point where it's uh, yeah that's all pretty good I just yeah I felt like there were there was just too many missed opportunities too many kind of slightly lazy gags where he's 
he's climbing over the he's climbing over the fence and he falls down and then it turns out that he can actually walk through the fence anyway because he's a rat and it's just like a, it's just like an iron gate. It's it's all right and it's a kids movie. Maybe I'm maybe I'm asking for too much from it as a kids movie, but I just you know the the thing as I, a movie I, intended for children. Yeah, <laughs> I guess though like, that's the point, right? So there's there's enough humor that you know us as as middle-aged adults um you know we we can laugh at it now because there is humor that is definitely intended for the parents and there is humor that is intended for the kids Mm. um and i think that's kind of pixar's stock and trade really right that's the you know they're making a kids movie with adult humor sprinkled through it throughout and it's 1992's pretty early to expect a lot of that that didn't really become you know it's mid to late 90s with your toy story and you know the, you, like you say the pixar ones but mm. it's yeah it feels like they yeah the, there's some things things where they could have done a little bit more there's this the whole um after the song one more sleep till christmas um before the whole marley and marley sequence um kermit's walking through london is that there's that penguin skating sequence oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 kind of fine it's like okay i just i felt like they they could have put a bit more a bit more polish into that a bit more work and maybe maybe they were a bit limited by the effects maybe by the budget because you get a, there's a couple of like stop motion shots and you know you really notice when it's when they're not just filming them up it's how they normally film them if they're mm. walking like if they're in a full shot or something because they just look weird um and there's a few of those shots in that penguin skating one um where is that they're going for you know it's it's something a little bit uh, a little bit nifty to get you through get you through to that to that um first turning point where where the Mali where the Mali and Mali appear and the spirits are coming get you into that stage of the story but it doesn't quite if you took if you took it out it wouldn't feel like it was missing it would just feel like the pace was off like something was missing but you wouldn't you wouldn't think oh that yeah i really missed that penguin skating scene <laughs> the instantly forgettable penguin uh, skating scene yeah yeah maybe that's just there to help show that there are people having fun at christmas and um cratchit and scrooge are unable are unable to have fun of any kind but Mm. i i do think i I think you're right there's probably an element of look at this cool new technical thing we can do um we can do this thing there's a there's a couple of walking shots where um they're using using all the tricks that they can and all the new tricks that they've learned um i think the muppet movies were always a bit like that as well like here's here's some cool new thing that we've developed um i think when the in the original one where kermit and where they're riding bicycles where they're all on effectively Uh, gyroscopes on bicycles and it's like okay they developed that so that they could ride these bicycles and then all of the radio controlled stuff that they could do with the the muppets um they develop that like that's jim henson's creature shop um which survives jim henson oh, i don't know if to this day cg's kind of taken over um but yeah i think i think you're right that's probably there to show look at this cool thing we can do yeah yeah but that you know the real the real meat and potatoes of this is michael kane 
Yeah, yeah, they've, yeah. They've, yeah. They, I don't know what else there is to say about this. It's but yeah, it's they, they, Christmas Carol, Michael Caine. What maybe, more do you need? Yeah, maybe they didn't want it to be that funny. Maybe they actually wanted it to. They didn't want to take away from what they were building with Michael Caine and. Yeah, um, I think tonally, the, I think it's tone. it's almost there. It's like I think there's a couple of moments where it either goes too far to the left or too far to the right, but ultimately they're they're threading a very narrow through line of like trying to keep it serious and trying to keep the tone consistent with the source material and they, they do um, do a, they do do a couple of interesting things i mentioned how, that they signpost you know scrooge's character but they do early on uh, around the first around that first t- before the ghost of christmas passed um gonzo and rizzo actually have a conversation about whether this movie is okay for kids yeah because it's feeling quite <laughs> it's feeling quite dark mm and quite scary and then in the the last act when the ghost of christmas yet to come arrives they yeah they, they piss they, off they peace out they're like yeah hey, we'll, this we'll be is, back later i don't yeah. like i don't like the vibe of this we'll see you on the other side and then they they appear again uh with about you know uh, as as it's christmas morning and then they're like see i told you we'd be back it's all good um but that yeah it's interesting they they signpost it so directly where they mm. actually say hey it's, they don't even they don't even just kind of fade them out they say bye we'll be yeah. back later yeah we're uh, off that's for the, that's for the kids to, to kind of know oh no it's okay those those funny ones are going to be back soon just to help them get through that that really really grim uh 10 minutes or so yeah it's not even that actually it's about it's about eight from um the ghost of christmas yet to come arriving because it's just those two scenes uh, well, three scenes. There's a there's the the pigs talking about not going to his funeral. There's the belongings with the spider. <laughs> They're not going to go to his funeral unless lunch is provided. Yeah, and <laughs> which then, is and, fun because in the in the in the opening shot that the pigs are like, oh, we've just had a, we've just had a, a wonderful meal. What should we do now? Let's have lunch. And then they go. <laughs> <laughs> then there's the, the the last scene is at the, actually at the graveyard, and you learn well, you know. You don't learn that Tiny Tim has died at the graveyard, do you? No, that's at the Cratchit's house. That's at the Cratchit's house. And so there's four scenes, four scenes with the Ghost of Christmas yet to come, and that takes about eight minutes. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's yeah, that's a pretty heavy run. Four scenes, each about each about two minutes a pop, each each pretty grim. And yeah. Then he, and then he wakes up and he's in bed again, and it's Christmas morning. And then but again, I... Rizzo come back. I think I think that's that's exactly what you want from this, right? That's that's all you that's all you actually need. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is all you need. Maybe on, I don't know. If we're if we're doing a if we're doing a podcast where we, you know, uh, ask what what prevents this movie being great, and I do think Muppets from Space is, like I kid you not, I, I've I sincerely love Muppets from Space. I think that is a great, great movie. Oh, I, I don't um, actually think I've seen it. So so oh, maybe it's... maybe one for 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 uh, down the line we can, we can pick up Muppets from Space. Check it out. It's it's okay. one of my it's one of my favourite I've actually never shown it. Is that it the one where, where they explore where Gonzo is from? They yes. decide that he's an alien, right? Yes. I don't know how I know that and I haven't seen it. But it's, anyway. oh, you might have you might have seen a bit of it or maybe, I don't know you saw a trailer or something but it's it's genuinely funny and it's got those laugh out loud moments all the way through um, right um, it's kind of it's kind of weird because like I think the Muppets in general 
are um, uh, a, a great property and, and like where they exist in, in the actual real world in the 70s it was adults doing shows for adults that also appeal to children like family stuff mm. uh, and and I think as a result they've they've kind of struggled with the Muppets ever since like D- Disney owns the Muppets and outside of the nostalgia factor that some of, that they have for people of our generation I don't think I don't think kids today have a lot of love for the Muppets um, which is sad um, because ultimately I suspect they will fade away they I don't think they'll survive um, because once once we get too old to care uh, I, I, you'll get like niche you'll get niche groups that of young people that you know the Muppets will endear with but or or revive with but yes yeah, I think it's it's kind of interesting that they've never been able to recapture the Jim Henson mm. magic with the Muppets or whatever made them like so so popular and such a, a zeitgeist sort of a moment it's just kind of sad but yeah they, um, you have to know all their bits yeah there's a lot of built-in humor that you have to get the waka waka yeah the animal you know yeah. you know being an animal on the drums um very much a product of their time and the further away it gets from that time the harder it is to relate but yeah um anyway muppet, anyway. muppet christmas carol I mean, um, is it is it probably the best rendition of of a Christmas Carol currently available? <laughs> but I mean, could, yeah, I, could I think be. It's... I yeah, I I don't remember where exactly where we landed on Scrooged, but I don't think it was great. I think I'd I think I'd rate this over Scrooged. I think as Christmas movies come and go, this is one of the less offensive ones. Yeah, um, and certainly one. It's it's a super tight runtime. It's it's yeah. spot on one hour 26 i think so yeah. um if you want to watch, if you want to watch a christmas movie and your kids are too young for die hard then it's um <laughs> it's, it's a decent substitute. i um my my wife creates christmas playlists uh and Chris, christmas film viewing so we there's like various christmas things we have to hit every year um and uh, obviously that this this was on this year because we we're doing it for this podcast but i i usually insist on like a on a on a cray christmas movie last year was die hard uh this year was lethal weapon and um my wife was very much of the opinion that i was i was skating pretty close on thin ice as to this <laughs> being a christmas movie uh die hard and i was like it opens with a christmas carol there are christmas trees in the opening shot and there's snow all over that glass countertop uh and she she did not appreciate the snow being cocaine all over the glass tabletop so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah we had a um so yeah lethal weapon was this year's christmas film so all right hey let's wrap it up um hey we'll be uh we'll be back maybe before christmas or probably after probably end of the year or early january with a uh a wrap up of the year uh, talking a little bit about some of the yeah you know, some of the stuff that we've consumed this year not food um media uh probably um but... hopefully not food um but uh yeah uh, if you if we don't catch you before then have a merry christmas thanks for listening uh for us uh this year um it's been great to have you along we're we'll we're going to carry on doing this um yeah uh and look forward to look forward to being back next year all right well thanks mike 
Thank you, Craig. You um, get warm. Uh, I'll try to. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. All, All right. right. All right. Thanks, yeah, everyone. Bye bye. bye.